It's a bitch hunt. 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 How's that? Give me that. How's that match? Watcher, Pepsi Max. Oh, you are it's, you're double fisting. I'm double fisting Pepsi my, my Pepsi Max wild cherries. I'm going to crack up in a new cherry right away here now. Mm. I've still got nothing. I've got... Oh, wow. The only thing Jacob's I can, really going I can for quench it. my thirst with are these unsalted chips and salsa. Ugh. <laughs> why so why the unsalted chips luke well that's the real here's question. the thing i wanted salted chips and the co-op was all out they what the hell kind of co-op were you shopping i, I think they just weren't getting deliveries over christmas and just specifically of salted chips well though? probably of a few things but okay like people want chips for their holiday break i guess and no one wants unsalted chips so they were left well, it's a bit of an inverse catch twenty two because I feel like if I were dealt such a raw hand, I would myself get so salty, I wouldn't need the salted <laughs> chips. Well, I was gonna say I would get so sad that I would cry salty bitter tears, and you could just open up a bag. <laughs> Both of those work really well, Pretty so sure your options are very open, Luke. Yeah, right. I'm, I guess I'm just too go with the flow. Didn't really phase me that much. I was mildly upset, and then I bought them. I, I don't think I would have bought them, if I'm being honest with you. Like, a very, very important part of a, any chip experience is getting that salty. Yeah, but I did get salty. Keep that in mind. So, I wasn't, well, I wasn't planning to eat them plain. This is even something though I am now. Our listeners <laughs> might not know this, but there's actually a lot of salt in salsa. It's pretty crazy. Probably didn't know that. No, nah, tell me the <laughs> research behind that. <laughs> So as it turns out, if you hey, uh, hey, go Will? to your to a normal yeah. So wow. on the other hand, <laughs> we could jump straight into some pitches. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's going first? I went first last time. Uh, uh, once again, you seem to be the only one who is satisfied with their pitch. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm satisfied with the premise of it, but I don't, I don't really have that much to go on. But that's okay. That's the purpose of this podcast. I could go. All right. You could go. Well, Will could go. I was primed and ready. The first words of my pitch were hanging solidly in my throat right as you interrupted me. Um, but I can try to restart, try to recapture that magic if you want. Yeah, I would like that. Okay. So... I guess it should be said before we start that this week's uh, theme is body swap. Also of note, this is the first time that two co-hosts are in the same physical location. Oh yes, it's a very special occasion. I am currently rubbing Will's head. Yes, and I'm currently having my head rubbed. And right. it's the same occasion. Magic. So now that's out of the way. <laughs> We're going to get to our first body swap pitch. Uh, the inspiration for this pitch, thank you, that was perfectly timed. The inspiration for this pitch came while I was in the shower, um, right before Will got here. And as I was feeling the uh, the droplets of water caress my face, I was transported momentarily to a ship on the high seas. So that's where this pitch is starting out. We're on the ocean. And we're on a, a fishing vessel. So we have a uh, 
a crew of, of salty seamen, seamen, um, who are, you know, six weeks into a, a deep sea fishing expedition. A deep sea fishing expedition. I actually, I take that back. It's not a deep sea fishing expedition because what they're actually fishing for is, uh, the most dangerous catch of them all. Love. Man. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say crabs because <laughs> they have those pinchers, you know. Um, so they're crab fishermen. All right, all right. You got this in, in your mind's eye. Again, we're we're in the middle of the sea. Six weeks in, these men are are very crusty. They're bearded. They're crabby. They're they're, <laughs> they're salty. Not crabby yet. They're salty. <laughs> they're all of those things except for crabby because. So far, they haven't caught any crabs, but early on, after we do some, you know, deep diving, if you uh, excuse the pun, into their backgrounds and uh, various personalities, they they get their ber- first big haul of crabs, and they pull it up on deck. They're using a net, right? They're they're casting a net out there. I just want to make sure that the logistics of this crab. I mean, that, there should be some good verisimilitude here. <laughs> that is a very big word. <laughs> um, I'll try to keep this as ver- verisimilitudis as I possibly can. Thank you, Jacob. Um, I, I care very much about the accuracy of our fishing expeditions. So uh, we could very well be fishing with the net. The the manner of fishing isn't hugely important though actually i think the net would be the best the best way to do this so picture in your mind's eye as i know i've asked you to do already once in this pitch but i'm going to continue to ask you to do this a uh, a writhing mass of, of crabs in a net on the on the uh the what do you what are some throw some the ship, bow the ship terms some ship the terms. deck bow, it's the deck. the deck the deck it's the deck the that's deck. exactly what nice. it is the the simplest of of sea terms. So yes, you got this writhing mass of crabs in a net on the deck. That's the top part of the ship for the listeners at home. <laughs> for those of us who aren't familiar with the the parts of a ship, such as myself, um, they're on the deck, writhing crabs. Everybody's real happy. Um, the sailors are very hungry because they've been out here for six weeks and all they've had to eat is hard tack and. Uh, like maggots and stuff. Wait, so they're going to get high on their own supply and, and eat eat crabs? See, Aren't they selling these crabs? Eventually they're going to be selling these crabs, but, I mean, ask any uh, long-haul fisherman, and that, that first catch, you're going to eat a few of you're, them. You're paying kind of a tax. There's a little bit of a premium on your deep fishing expedition. On your deep crabbing expedition yeah. in this case. But, yeah, yeah, I think that's... That's reasonable, especially when you're catching something. And it's really accurate, Jacob, and I appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you. I have a lot of experience in this area. So anyway, uh, this is this is all building in a in a nice and character developmenty way. Uh, Wait, they're characters. (laughs) I talked about how there is going to be this whole deep dive. I I mean, did you miss that that pun that I made? Yeah, a deep dive into, into character development. I'm sorry. I'm, I feel like I'm being a little, uh, a little harsh just, on your idea. Just because here. you're six inches from my face doesn't mean that you can. I'm also getting confrontational. Verbally get my. I'm all face hopped up on this Pepsi Max, you know. <laughs> all right. So they're having their meal. They're all in the cabin. 
they're around this table, and all of a sudden, the boat starts rocking. And what they haven't realized is that there's a big old storm brewing outside. Ooh. Um, so they finish up their meal, and they go back out on the deck, and the the wrath of Poseidon has hit this this small fishing vessel. And uh, after battling with the waves and the, the rain and the, the gusty winds for a while, there's a massive strike, a uh, bolt of lightning that strikes the top mast of their ship. Oh, it's a masted dear. ship, in oh, case dear. I didn't mention that. That's a pretty iconic uh, image that you just put, Thank just you. flashed yeah, into my that's mind. Like, that's exactly what happened to me in the shower. Cover of the movie poster right there. Cover of the movie poster is definitely the lightning bolt hitting the ship. Um, and everybody is knocked unconscious. Even the crabs. Especially the crabs. Especially, okay. So, we fade to black. We hear, you know, the storm continue to, to roll on through. Um, there is maybe a shooting outside just now. I hope not. I hope not. I'm assuming not. It sounded like ice in your in in a fridge or something. Oh, uh, on my end, it that. sounded like a body swap of some kind taking place. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Guess what? You're right. You're totally right. So, the storm comes to an end. The sea's calm. We open on a calm sea in this this boat drifting along, and uh, we slowly pan back to the ship, mm-hmm. and we hear some. Uh, some thoughts of these sailors that we've become so acquainted with so we know all their voices. Panning across the ship, and lo and behold, the, uh, the, the, the sailors still seem to be unconscious. Oh. But <laughs> we, still, we still hear them thinking, and we still, still hear you know their very thoughts. And we realize with a, a growing sense of dread that all of the sailors have had their bodies swapped with the crabs. <laughs> oh my god! In the net. So they're just trapped there. They're trapped in the net. They're trapped in the net. They don't really understand what's going on. Uh, clearly, the crabs, now in human form, have not yet awoken. But the humans in crab form... Uh, slowly start to realize what's happened and start to panic. And then, little by little, the human bodies start to stir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in a very horror movie type way, <laughs> these people start scuttling around <laughs> on their fingers and toes. <laughs> I love it. And uh, are uh, basically just in a, a great state of, of confusion. So at this point, um, as often happens in my in my pitches, there is a, a very marked change in the tone of the film. As the uh, the crabs and human bodies start to come to terms with what they've become mm-hmm. and what their new capabilities are, mm-hmm. and the humans in their crab bodies start to realize the the grave danger that they're in. And the the type of revenge that they may well be in for mm-hmm. um, from this point on. Keep in mind that all of this is still happening while this boat is floating out in the middle of nowhere. Oh man! 
So we got conflict on conflict at this point. You know, the sailor crabs um, obviously have to try to figure out a way both to get this ship back to land, also how to, you know, maybe reverse this swap, and also how to avoid these very angry and vengeful crab humans uh. who have started to realize the power, how the power differential has changed and how they might be able to, to slay these people that so rudely uh, stole them from their beautiful watery home. I, I love it. Well, I'm glad that you love it because that's all of the steam has now <laughs> run out. <laughs> And I really have I have no idea how any of this would be resolved. So I'm going to open the floor for ideas on how to turn this, what I think everyone will agree, masterful idea into a fully form, formed plot. Well, I, well, I mean, I, go ahead. I was just going to say I love the idea of them somehow getting free from the nets and trying to navigate the ship. And and doing so while they're being hunted by these scary human crab people, like I, I think that sustains itself for a long time. I think so too. I, I that was one of the things that I, I really liked when when this idea popped in my head. It, the really the only worry that I have with it is that I don't know that like there is any satisfying conclusion that isn't just all of the the newly crabbed sailors being picked off one by one. I think it has to end with most of the crabs being killed. And then right. somehow the one surviving crab, who's like, like probably like the most handsome crab, <laughs> he <laughs> finds course, a way the biggest and shiniest. to boil all of the humans <laughs> <laughs> and then escape off the boat. <laughs> I like that a lot. And then he gets caught in another fishing net. <laughs> and the nightmare begins anew. That's, that's definitely... Oh, sorry. I don't want to cut you off, Will. If you had Oh, sorry. Idea. I was thinking they would have a happy ending. Like, you know, maybe a few crabs get picked off, but... But, like, they, they, I mean, obviously it was a lightning bolt that switched them in the first place, so they just obviously. have to find a way to, like, electrocute the entire <laughs> ship again they have to like d- divert the the power of the ship in some like very jerry-rigged way to like shock everybody aboard again so that they all switch back and like it's just a foregone conclusion that this is exactly the way that they would have <laughs> nobody questions nobody it questions the entire because they'll be like a scientist crab that'll be like oh yes electric that's how do it. that's how yeah do and it. again it will be the most handsome crab probably that has to be the most handsome. Well, he's got to have like a scientist beard, wouldn't you think? It'll be like the 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 human the human bodied crab or crab bodied. Yes, human? both the crab bodied. Both. Human. <laughs> They'll work together. I feel like it's gonna be like a Chris Hemsworth wearing glasses type guy, and then so and like, then we find okay. a crab that looks just like that. <laughs> yeah. The crab casting is going to be very critical. That could be a, a serious game changer because I, I do agree that there has to be one crab that's like obviously the 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 pick of the pack, well, as yeah, it were, yeah. like the biggest and shiniest with the the biggest claws. And you got to have sex appeal throughout. Absolutely, absolutely, and yeah, when the human bodies start moving like crabs, that sex appeal is going to be probably pretty hard. Yeah, to keep th- that's up. pretty niche. Pretty niche. So that's that's. 
That's well, you know. But that's the thing is, there's going to be like this two percent of people who are going to watch this movie over and over and over again because they want to see Chris Hemsworth (laughs) making crab contortions. And am I among that two percent? Sure, but we don't need to dwell on it. I think we probably are all are, so we might want to bump that percentage. Let's not not kink shame. Is all I'm saying. In any case, so I I I think that those are, are both very very good ideas. One more idea that I've just had is that maybe um, it's kind of piggybacking off of the beginning of your idea, Luke, where almost all of the crabs get picked off, but there is one crab that finds a way to navigate them back to port. But alternatively, we could have that happen, but still have the crab crabs turned into humans survive, and the ending shot of the movie can be them crab walking yes. off the boat off the dock. <laughs> I love that. As as it fades it's out. It's like a King Kong in New York City type vibe. Exactly. <laughs> and as I also love to do, I would perfectly set up a sequel of uh, Crab Men loose in a port yes, town. I love it. Well, I think we've got three really terrific endings to uh, to my story. Um, let's ship them all. Let's, let's pitch them and ship them. I think the hunt is on. There's the tagline. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) All right. Well, how how do you follow an act like that? I don't know, but you should try, Will. You should try. All right. (laughs) So this is a this is an idea that I've had in my head for the entire week. I've I've carefully crafted it. Uh, and story, story bed, storyboarded it out. Uh, I've, I've consulted my people, um, and uh, I already have the option. So uh, I don't really know what I'm what I'm pitching it to you guys for yeah, because Universal already it's not has it for this this cast. Yeah, that might be so a breach you, of your contract. <laughs> what you're going to have to do instead, maybe, is just is just wing it. Wing it. Is, do you think that's what I should <laughs> do? Do it off the top. All of right, your head. I, I'm just going to do that we've instead. We pushed you into this, but you know, this time, this time it's okay. All right. So here's the thing, Denzel Washington. <laughs> okay, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> Denzel Washington is a wait, wait. wait. In, I'm not sold if your your pitch is that he body swaps into not Denzel Washington's body, and then we never see Denzel again. <laughs> so Denzel, really <laughs> Denzel Washington has an identical twin. Yes. <laughs> also played by Denzel Washington. Also played by Denzel Washington. <clears throat> All right, I'm back. And one of, is okay. one of them evil? <laughs> well, it's funny that you should ask that, Luke, because neither of them are evil at all. Oh. It just so happens that one of them is an extremely, extremely talented tap dancer. Okay. Like, the best tap dancer in the entire world. And But, like, the thing is, un- underappreciated uh-huh. in his profession. Like, he's been going to grad school for tap dancing. He's kind of got his home on mortgage. He's, like, really put all of his eggs into this tap dancing uh, basket. Where did he go to grad school for tap dancing? <laughs> he went to uh, Lafayette College in... Tennessee, Louisiana. Yeah, okay. No, I was going to say Tennessee. No, but Louisiana Lafayette is really world renowned for their tap dancing. Program. Thank you. So Sorry. You, you yes, checks out. <laughs> All right. He's he's in. That's the one. He's in. He's in the Lafayette uh, uh, bat, uh, Doctorate of Fine Arts program. 
Uh, he's going to be uh, Mr. Denzel Washington DFA in tap dancing. Now, is this character called Denzel Washington? Um, Are both of these characters called Denzel Washington? So this character's name, if you must know, I must is actually Denzel Washington. Boo. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is your this is your creative baby. It's Zenzel Doshington, guys. <laughs> Zenzel Doshington. And is, All right. the, is the other twin Dendel Zoshington? I just no. I wish he could have picked a less common name than Zenzel Doshington cuz I'm going to get confused <laughs> with all the Zenzels I know. <laughs> uh, no, the his brother's name is Pinky. Pinky Doshington. <laughs> and Anyway, so he's a really so. But the thing is, he's like he's he's kind of uh, he's he's an un, an unsung artist. He's, we're talking Zenzel now. We're talking yeah. We're talking some like really really um cutthroat like like high intensity whiplash shit. You I was just yeah. gonna say yeah. We, like I'm getting whiplash vibes from yeah. this last sentence that you started speaking. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like there's the, no other yeah. option when it comes to tap dancing. He he goes to his oh. he goes to his gig, but he forgets his tap dancing shoes, so he has to like run back. But then he has in a car accident, so that he, has, so he has, to has to like pull off his know. own thumbnails and use them as and like glue them to his feet and use them as taps. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> this is okay. like a family film. Okay, I'm sorry. But, I'm sorry. I'll let you. I'll let you do your thing. But anyway, so 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 uh, Zenzel, uh, he's got like this big like all all eggs in one basket like big like like Mister Taps, uh, mm-hmm. who's uh, the dean of the the school and also like like kind of the 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 patron saint of this like this really really like like exclusive tap bar in in Lafayette um which is a town in Louisiana and so <laughs> he he he's he's kind of like a he's played by JK Simmons and he is really just like a massive asshole and he doesn't really have any faith in Zenzel Washington um Zenzel Washington Zenzel Washington. Sorry, I think that yes. is, I think that is what you said. Yeah, we haven't even talked about yeah, Pinky t- yet. Tell us about I'm Pinky. Get, yeah. yeah. What's Pinky's story? Well, so the thing about Pinky's story is he's not good at tap dancing at all. <laughs> he's he's a high powered attorney in <laughs> Gotham City. <laughs> God. And he um he his he's like a he's like a an, an uh environmental attorney he's mm-hmm. kind of like environmental advocacy mm-hmm. and he's um he's trying to save the bamboo forests from of gotham city f- of well no he his firm is in gotham city these are the bamboo forests of um trinidad and <laughs> and tobago and so pinky he's got a big case coming up it happens to be on the exact same day. Oh my god! As Zenzel Washington's big uh, tap like dancing his, his recital, basically his doctoral thesis of tap dancing yeah. is this recital. Yeah, and basically the doctoral thesis of saving the bamboo forests of Trinidad and Tobago. Oh my god! As in the case that will decide it all is also on the same day. <laughs> anyway, are high here, folks. Anyway, yes. Uh, but they're on a family trip, like like a week before this, and there's a big storm. They're on a boat. 
they're on a they're on a cruise ship. Okay. And okay. the cruise ship gets hit by lightning. <laughs> Cut to black. They wake up. Both of them are crabs. <laughs> and they're both transported into the body of J.K. Simmons. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just kidding. They they switch bodies with each other. Oh. Right. I didn't see that. Coming. Now you might be thinking they're twins. They could just. It doesn't matter that they switch bodies with each other. You might be thinking that. I wasn't thinking that because I also had an idea about a twin body switch movie, and so I already worked through the ethical, moral, and psychological quandaries. Yeah, that. Sam, that was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> well, so my my thought is they look exactly the same to us, the audience, because they're both played by Denzel Washington, but throughout the entire movie as the exposition is setting up everybody says like are you guys related you guys look nothing alike i can't believe you guys are twins <laughs> so like nobody no character in fiction actually believes that denzel washington is twins with himself because they just look too too different to be twins gotcha so it's right out folks they they can't they can't do the whole pretending to be one another gotcha so and there are also some like family drama, you know, like they, um, Pinky, uh, really cares about the bamboo forest, but the problem is all the tap dancing floors that Zenzel is tapping oh. on are made out of bamboo. Oh, wow. Right. And the, and, and also the, like the lawyers, um, when they when they when they do their arguments, uh, they wear extremely quiet shoes <laughs> and they're extremely not in rhythm, <laughs> and so they're just like they don't really like like bl- like support each other's lifestyles. Um, but well, but, it's, it's good of them to go on vacation despite those differences <laughs> and despite the, like fundamental problems. Well, their their mom and dad, who are also played by <laughs> Washington, kind of insisted that they go. <laughs> That's really nice. That's really nice. So anyway, uh, I've just set up the premise of the movie, which is they've got a week to kind of, one has to learn how to tap dance, and the other one has to learn how to lawyer really well. Um, and they have to teach each other and, and, and grow to, to, together as a, um, as a twinmanship, as siblings in, in the process. That's a beautiful and I think very universal idea of needing to find a way to find common ground even with somebody who's so very different in not in appearance although maybe they will be in appearance not in genetics philosophy right exactly well and i think what really has to happen from here on out is that they find out that tap dancing and lawyering really aren't all that different (laughs) at their core yeah that's my my only problem with your pitch is that Everyone in the audience will already know that truth. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, we gotta kind of gaslight them into thinking that those are two completely different things. If we just, I think that that should be actually the first line in the movie is tap dancing and lawyering are completely different things. Yeah, and that could be the tagline. Forget everything that, should be... that you know about tap dancing and being an environmental lawyer. That should be so all the marketing. Similar will just be <laughs> centered around that. <laughs> 
I still think it would be a hard sell. I mean, people just have really deep seated feelings about tap dancing and being an environmental lawyer that would oh, be shake. I'm sorry. I, 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 I mean, I thought that this was going to be a successful pitch. This might be my first unsuccessful pitch. Well, the, the, the thing series. that makes it still extremely successful in my mind is just your casting. You can't go wrong with yeah. two Denzel Washingtons and a J.K. Simmons. No, four Denzel Washingtons. I four forgot, Denzel Washingtons. forgot about the parents. At Excuse least. me. We haven't even talked about any other potential. Yeah, siblings was it a whole family like reunion on that cruise? And, <laughs> and also, every employee of the cruise ship is also played by Denzel Washington. Yeah, I mean, like it'll be though. It'll be kind of like it'll be kind of like. We're trying to see if he's as talented as Eddie Murphy, basically, right. kind of a thing. The right. the answer will be probably not, but probably still not, extremely but yeah. talented. Come on, come on. So, uh, my pitch is less uh, lighthearted. So, are we not sending Wills? Oh no, I failed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're exactly the same. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about how my my pitch just wouldn't work out. Right. I will say but only, but only purely because of the fact that tap dancing and lawyering are the same thing. There, there yeah. is a film that's hard to get past. called Twin Dragon, starring Jackie Chan as twins. Ooh. And they get they get mixed up for some reason. And one of them plays violin, and one of them's in like the mafia or something. Oh man! <laughs> also, I mean, the reason that we haven't heard about that is because that premise didn't work. Being I guess, a mafia yeah. member and a and a concert violinist. I mean, same the similarities. Tomato, just, tomato, yeah. tomato, tomato, potato, tomato. I want to hear Luke's very serious pitch. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is very visual and atmospheric and experimental, and there yeah, there isn't much plot going on. Okay, uh, but picture this: the film we starts were both out naked. It's in split screen, so there's oh, a character okay. on the left, a character on the right. Um, gotcha. Gina Rodriguez plays both characters, and they're just going about their normal days. Fantastic. And their movements, everything they do, they're pretty much in sync. There may be minor differences, but it's basically the same person in a slightly different environment. On the left okay. screen, there's an orange tint, and on the right, there will be a blue tint just to distinguish the two halves and the two characters. Um, and also so that if you put on 3D glasses, it'll be like one movie. Yeah, it'll be... Okay. Exactly. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, so like I said, they're not the same, but they're very similar. And they're just going about slight variations of these days in parallel universes. So they're both headed to work. Um, the one on the left is a soldier. The one on the right is the scientist. Okay. Um, and they both just look kind of hurried... They're moving about their day in rushed routines. There's no dialogue. Um, there's no diegetic sound either. Just a score. Mm. <laughs> and here's where things start to get a little more interesting. On the left side of the screen, the soldier um, is apparently called to investigate some sort of mysterious expanding desert anomaly or something like that. No, hold on, hold on. I feel like you have to talk about that a little more. It's it's not explained because there's no dialogue. You said that in such a, a throwaway way. Yeah, such a ubiquitous idea. So, so it's, it's the, the commander is just like like 
like kind of doing uh doing charades like pointing at a at a, at a desert and then kind of like opening their <laughs> we just see her get on the walkie-talkie then hop in a jeep and go explore right when okay. she gets there it'll, there, it'll... there happens to be a desert anomaly yeah the, the scientist <laughs> i mean everybody knows what an expanding desert looks like so i don't know why i'm asking in this. the parallel universe <laughs> on the right the okay. scientist um is going about her workday starting up a particle collider. Ooh. So the anomaly intensifies, the particle collider intensifies at the exact same moment. And there's this brief, like, second or two flash where the split screen line down the screen disappears, the tint of Ooh. orange and blue sort of merge, <laughs> and then both... They were next to each other the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's gone. laughs> They're both... They're both just hanging in the same frame, sort of suspended. And then suddenly, the two colors are switched. So we're back to split screen. But now, you know from the color switch that these two characters have shifted parallel universes. Okay. And then the rest of the film... Yeah? Oh, I'm sorry. Are Are there still... Have they kept their jobs and identities? Yes, but that's not what the rest of the movie is about. Gotcha. They're just exploring these nuanced differences in these new universes that they've sort of fallen into. So they at first look confused. They figure out that they've something switched. Their bodies are the same. They look the same to them. They feel the same because they're just different people, different versions of themselves in a different universe. Right. Um, but they know that something is amiss, right? So instead of going about their days in that rushed, hurried way that I described to start out, now they're they're just slowly exploring everything. So, right. you know, different homes, uh, new foods, like sex with new partners maybe, fresh landscapes, <laughs> cities. So they're doing all this stuff, and the viewer gets to sort of choose which one they focus on. And at which times they focus. Uh, I, what? I hadn't even really considered that, but that's a really interesting... Yeah. You can do that with Bluetooth technology, <laughs> can't you? You can kind of like... You can kind of kind of click... Are you just saying that I'm not you're watching that. a movie, yeah, but you just choose... You have to watch it multiple times in order what to I'm, get all what the What I'm details. pitching, yeah, is as far as I'm aware, <laughs> I'm pitching the only split-screen feature-length film. <laughs> okay okay i thought you were talking about like you know you can do you can sometimes turn on the director's commentary like like, like a like a, movie you know like a choose your own adventure yeah. basically which appropriately not to get yeah. not, not we're not gonna get sorry that'll that'll be anyway, the sequel to your movie sequel, but yeah, go yeah on. so uh <laughs> that's all there is to it really it's just voyeuristic you're watching these people explore and at the end of the day uh, uh, they haven't switched Uh-oh. back, but they just sort of go to sleep at the same time in their new weird beds. And then both halves of the screen just slowly fade to the same shade of black or whatever. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but just from the way that you were describing parts of this, I got a little bit of an Annihilation vibe. <laughs> Which Gina Rodriguez is in. Exactly. I haven't um, I haven't be... seen it, but Oh really? Uh, she influenced my that part influenced my casting decision because <coughs> I saw it in the trailer and was like, yeah, I love her in 
Jane the Virgin, but she would be awesome in more roles like this that are... A, she is fantastic. B, both of you guys need really, really need to see Annihilation, uh, yeah, which I'd... just today, I think, was named one of Barack Obama's favorite yeah, movies. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. And I think it's yeah. coming to HBO next month. It's already on Netflix, isn't it? Or not? I guess not in the U.S., maybe. I don't know. In any case, it's a shame that you guys... Yeah, for everyone out there, Jacob lives in Guatemala, so... I do live in Guatemala, right? Yeah, um, which Will's... makes it really weird that we're together. <laughs> right. Will just happened to come to Guatemala for a day. He happened to be stopping through at the airport, and we have just a couple hours to, to do this. No, but... <sighs> I'm not going to stay in anymore for, uh, for Annihilation, but all, all of our listeners out there, absolutely stop whatever you're doing once you're done with this episode and go see Annihilation if you haven't already. Yeah, or but, or contribute to the Kickstarter of Jacob's Crab movie. My, well, yeah, I mean, that goes we gotta We gotta get that funded, folks. We gotta get it done. Um, <clears throat> no, but I mean, the, th- the, the thing is, like, the Gina Rodriguez was obviously part of this Annihilation parallel that I was feeling, but also just, like, it is really surprising to me that you haven't seen that because there are many, like, vibe things about that movie that are similar to to what you were talking about. And, like, I like... I don't know. I just... I really like the sci-fi flavor that that pitch had and also the 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 non-complicated but, but very interesting nature of it. Yeah. I feel like maybe... It would be extremely be... boring. That's the problem. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think that there are definitely ways to... Well, I think it needs to be one of those sort of like Reddit movies where you put you hide a lot of Easter eggs in there, and then you get like a bunch of people like making theories about it, without it actually having one unified theory. That, or you just have to like really do some crazy and awesome things with the cinematography, which I think that you very much. Could, yeah, I mean, you could have some stylized like, action in there. Yeah, the, or you wouldn't even need that. Just it would just need really. to be gorgeous, and that right. that would be the plan. To get the best DP out there. Right. Is there any... Uh, like, I feel like we could have some details for how the 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 re- realities differ, <laughs> you know? And, like, have little sort of red herrings or, or breadcrumbs or something that, like, suggest that there's some crossover or continuity between the two of them. Yeah, I, I do think it's important to have them different enough that the character exploration is interesting in some way or another. Right. If they're too similar, then who cares? Yeah. But at the same time, I, I do think it would be important to, to make sure that they weren't like so wildly different that like it would be super obvious when the switch changed. But speaking of cinematography, I think it would be really interesting just as an experiment for a really good uh, filmmaker to figure out how to shoot these environments in a beautiful way in like a completely new aspect ratio basically that's yeah. that's really true that would yes. be a really interesting challenge yeah because you could do a lot of kind of tall shots you know you could do i think you could do some fun things with height like gina's kind of walking through the city and the city seems so so gosh darn tall you right. know it would add an element of depth that you don't often see because we're so off we're so used to like having a a wild, a wide field of view, rather than having a a, a tall field of view, if yeah. you will. Yeah. 
I think it would usher in a, a completely new era of filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> Every <laughs> everyone Why after is- that will be making these split screen <laughs> silent films. <laughs> It turns out we didn't need dialogue and we didn't need the full screen this whole time. Absolutely not. Go back to the silent era and then make it even more hard to hard to get into. One thing I did play with was whether or not there should be subtitles. And then it would Ooh. it would really be about viewing the film multiple times cuz you couldn't read both sides of the screen at once or it'd be very hard to. Uh, I feel like that would make it so distracting that, that it might be hard to watch. Yeah, that's that's ultimately why I decided to pull all dialogue. <laughs> and like, even sounds, because sounds will influence where you look. It won't be fully a choice at that point. Right. So. right. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a good... You, you made a good choice there, I think. An interesting thought and cinematography experiment. Yeah. You could do some wild stuff with scoring, though, I bet. Like, you could... I don't know. Have it completely be ska music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, ska is, is the split screen of music. And ska, it's half reggae and half <laughs> funk. I don't know. Half reggae and half like I don't even know. <laughs> also, half like loud loud horn music. <laughs> <laughs> common common fact too. Everyone knows that ska is the only music across every every universe that exists so <laughs> yeah there's something inherent about music that sky captures in a way that no other form does <laughs> uh it's mostly the trombone i think well we can i feel like we could ship mine to like some very specific weird production house and no one like else a34 yeah 24 24 a34 a34 is, a34 is, is the is better a24 the Duh. that's what it in is in a different universe, universe yeah <laughs> right, right right all right ship it send it and and compartmentalize it into a a, a, a podcast that is nearing its conclusion and uh thanks for actually. listening to the pitch hunt yeah yeah, you, you dirty pitches. <laughs> yeah, uh, pitch, um, you know, man, just uh, if they float, then they're pitches. If and they if float, they sink, if it floats, then... it's a stoat. If it sinks, it's a drink. Nice. I think we got it. <laughs> All right. Send us ideas for topics at info at thepitchcast.com. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's a real email address. And it's a wrap. Uh, see ya. Hey, hey, kids. The podcast episode you just listened to was recorded before we had come up with our website or social media accounts, but lucky for you, we have them now. You can visit our website at pitchhunt.org. You can email us at info at pitchhunt.org. Our Instagram and Twitter handles are pitch underscore hunt, or you can get in touch with us at Facebook at Pitch Hunt Podcast. Thanks, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day.